Well, it's great to have you back with us. Another edition of Death, Taxes, and Duval alongside Hayes Carline. I am Rick Ballou. And Hayes, we are less than 48 hours away from the NFL draft. Uh, the anticipation continues to grow. And really, for starters, um, how much do you believe a lot of smoke apparently is out there? A lot of smoke is out there. I mean, I, th- th- there's smoke <laughs> screens, and then there's what we have out there right now, which is uh, – I've, I mean, frankly, kind of hard to believe, I, I think, when you look at the, the Jaguars and, and Trayvon Walker, uh, you know, and, and again, uh, you know, before we dive into that, I, I do want to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency uh, for sponsoring us. My buddy, John Spicklemeyer, look, have him look at your car insurance policy. You absolutely could be paying too much. You absolutely could be paying for things you don't need. So if you haven't looked at your car insurance in a while or you're just not overly happy with who you're with, call John at 471-7155. Again, that's Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. He'll take great care of you. He saved me a bunch of money. Um, I, I, Rick, I, I think yeah, obviously Trayvon Walker is, is the hot story around here. You know, the Vegas boys and girls have anointed him as the favorite, uh, and, and so we'll see. I, I, I think it's, it's a pick that is a big gamble for a variety of reasons, but I'm intrigued to get your thoughts on, on where it stands as, as we get closer to Thursday. Yeah, I wouldn't go in that direction. I've said all along, I go offensive line. I, I find it interesting today that, uh, someone from, I, I think it's called Walter football came out and said that there's been some teams that have actually uh, red flag Devin Neal for failing a medical and you know I don't know again it, it, how legitimate that is or if that's smoke uh, right before the draft but I'd stay with the offensive line if I was going to go DE I certainly would go with uh, with Hutchinson um, the Walker thing it, it just appears that he's he's such an incredible athlete a great workout but have we actually seen that transformation on the football field and at number one I, I think that's just far too much risk to ask a guy to turn around and become a a guy that can rush the quarterback because that's why you would have to draft him you want someone on the other side of Josh Allen Uh, but but Hayes I'm a little blown away by all this and and most of it comes from the national media some of it with an agenda that you know Peterson wants Icky and that now Shad Khan wants Hutch and that Trent Bulky wants Trayvon Walker how much of that do you honestly believe at this time or do you think that again it's someone out there uh, that was told something and is now made a huge deal out of something that frankly we don't know if it's truthful I don't think it's truthful because of this reason I don't think Shad Khan would have his own guy I, I just he doesn't he in he's just he's not invested enough in it to where I think he would have a, a really big that he would use veto power that he would mandate a pick uh I don't see that uh so I would Peterson and Balky wanting different players would that surprise me no that wouldn't surprise me particularly since Balky wants a guy that is such a projection uh you know but you know I I think it's interesting because there there's so many layers to this you've got two different timelines with the general manager and the head coach Yet it's the general manager that might want the guy that seems like the biggest project, the guy that might not hit his stride in this league until like year three. Well, mm-hmm. Trent Baalke may not be here then. 
Doug Peterson will be. If Doug Peterson, if it's all about wins and losses, which it's going to be, Doug Peterson isn't going to do anything stupid off the field, then I, I, I'm pretty sure Doug Peterson's going to fly back with the team when they travel. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think that he's going to have time. He's got three years. Uh, but if you're if you're the general manager with you know with obviously you're on thin ice, you know to take a guy that's a projection is is unique. I mean it's not something that makes a lot of sense. The other element with Walker that concerns me is the versatility is the biggest attraction. I mean it's it's the athleticism, it's the fact that he can play so many different spots. But is that what you want to ask of him? Do you want to ask him in his rookie year to have to learn? two or three different roles on defense so that you can move them around. I mean, I, I understand the value of having that, but it just seems like you're putting an awful lot on a young player where with Aiden Hutchinson, you basically just line him up and say, Aiden, wherever Josh Allen is, you line up on the other side of the ball and you go get the quarterback or you track down the running back or you know whatever the play calls for, but just rely on your instincts and, and your pass rush plan Trayvon Walker doesn't have a pass rush plan. It's the even the scouts that love him. That's the knock, is that is is a is a pass rusher. He doesn't really have any sort of technique to get by guys. Well, that's not a get not going to get easier in the NFL, you know. And 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 I don't know that that can be coached. I mean, there's I, I get it. You can't coach his athleticism, but Rick, we've seen plenty of guys that have come to Jacksonville as pass rushers. And they're no better as technicians the day they leave than the day they arrived. Yeah, it's a hard skill to, to, to craft. You either have it or you don't. And You know, I don't believe that getting their hands on them in the month of August and trying to whip them into shape uh, before the start of the season um, is really doable. I don't think it's doable for anyone. And, you know, Jacksonville's made too many mistakes with their former regime of, of bringing defensive guys in and then putting them in places that they're not familiar with. I mean, we can go through Miles Jack and Taven Bryan and Caleb on chase on, and I guess Josh Allen to some extent, he, hell, they even flirted with Jalen possibly as being a, uh, you know, a free safety. And uh, I think you got to take the guy and, and you got to place him. You can't ask him to do too much. And, you know, I was talking about it last night with Jeff Lagerman, who obviously watches a lot of tape and was a defensive end himself. These are two totally different players. You can't draft either. Two, you know, you can't draft either Hutch or Walker and say, "All right, they can give you the same thing, and you can play them the same way." They're they're two totally different style of uh, of defensive ends. Where you know Hutchinson played in that true four three, and he he did show some versatility going to to both sides, but that was basically it for him. If it's a three four defense, a lot of people believe that Hutchinson will have to drop back and be you know, an outside linebacker, uh, which we've talked about at nauseum, would, would chase on an Allen at times over the past year, where if it is a true 3-4, then, you know, Walker's done that at Georgia, and they moved him around that defensive line, but he's more suited to be a 3-4 defensive end. The problem becomes, does he come off the field on third down on obvious pass rush situations? I, I, I can't see drafting a guy, number one, who's a two-down, against-the-run defensive end who you're going to try to develop into a pass rusher. I, I just don't like the sound of that. 
I don't either. This is the other thing that, that I'm having trouble with, with Trayvon Walker being the pick. And it's nothing against Trayvon Walker as a person. It, you know, he comes from a, a great family. His dad's a Marine. He's really bought into that. Uh, you know, so he's a disciplined young man. Uh, you know, he's obviously an outstanding athlete. This is nothing personal against Trayvon Walker in terms of the criticisms that, that I see. Uh, you know, but I think when when you look at Georgia and that defense, Rick, I, I, I don't know how with the first pick in the draft you can take somebody that I think I can make a strong argument was the sixth best player on his collegiate defense. Right. I mean, I just, I just, to me, the production just isn't there enough. Now, if the Jaguars traded down and they traded, let's say, to eight, you know, and you wanted to take Trayvon Walker there, okay, I can see it then. Uh, there is a big difference between one and eight. And if you wanted to take a little bit of a, of a project at eight uh, with these amazing measurables, then that, I, could, I could get behind that a little bit. But even in a weak draft at the top, I just can't see taking this risk with the number one pick. And, and there's another element to this as well that, that I want to get your thought on because Trent Baalke has been telling us for two months that not only did they tag Cam Robinson and, and he signed it, but they are making big strides towards an extension. But that extension is not done as of now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if that extension isn't done – by Thursday at 8.30, don't you have to consider? I would take Neil, but don't you have to consider left tackle? Because if you can't get that extension done with Cam Robinson and the draft is already passed, what what's your plan there in 2023? So I, yeah. I, I would not be surprised if in the next 24 hours you start to see from the national media a little bit more of a push of, don't count out Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu with that top pick because of the uncertainty with Cam Robinson. Because if you don't make that pick, if you don't take left tackle at one, boy, you've added a lot of leverage into the Cam Robinson camp when it comes to an extension. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, you know, I I think if I was a if I was going to gamble on this pick, I think I'd pick Iki. Because the odds are pretty decent, and you know we've heard all along that that uh, Doug Peterson likes him. Uh, again, this story that came out within the last 24 hours about feeling a medical for Evan Neal. I don't know what to make of that, but obviously it's a concern right before the draft. Uh, I have all along wanted to go offensive line and wanted to go with the best left tackle. I, I do not think that you can go wrong by just building the best possible line that you can around Trevor Lawrence. So that is the direction uh, that I would go. And, you know, last Friday, again, Trent Bulky said, as you pointed out, that they continue to talk about, you know, putting together a, a contract extension for Cam Robinson. By the way, that was more than what he had to say about Josh Allen. They, they have until mid-next week. They have until May 3rd uh, to pick up that fifth-year option. And according to Bulky this past Friday, they haven't even had those conversations yet. So, you know, that is a little bit alarming to me as well. And again, everything could be conjecture. Uh, you know, I mean, things get thrown out there uh, for a reason. But, yeah, I absolutely would love for this team to go uh, the best offensive lineman available at number one. And I tell you what, I've gone back and forth. After getting out of that meeting with 
with Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke. I was convinced that they were taking Aiden Hutchinson. Right now, today, I feel like if I had to make a pick, it would be Trayvon Walker. But once again, I, I don't like the selection. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the Josh Allen answer because I thought that was that that was just pathetic uh, on on Trent Baalke's part. Josh Allen has been first class since he arrived, and and he's been good. He hasn't been great. I I obviously will concede that he's had moments of greatness, but he has been good uh, for a Jaguars draft pick. He's been outstanding, and for. Trent Baalke, a week before the deadline, to say when asked directly about that, that we haven't had conversations about that. What's there to decide? What's there to talk about? Are you honestly going to not pick up that option and have Josh Allen enter into a contract year this season? I mean, how could you possibly allow that to happen? Uh, we, we've, seen, <laughs> we've seen several teams today pick up options. So maybe the Jaguars right. will do it. Uh, it, you know, by the time that maybe by the time this gets posted, we'll see. But, but yeah. I found that answer to be disturbing because this franchise has done a bad job of taking care of its players in house. And to me, this is a decision that Josh Allen shouldn't have to worry about this. He shouldn't have to sweat this. He's, he has been what you'd hoped he'd be. And hopefully he will continue to elevate as he enters into the prime of his career. But why is that not a absolute – oh, cancer, get out of here. Why, why is that not a – absolutely we're picking up Josh Allen's fifth-year option. Yeah. I, I just uh, you know, I, I just don't understand I, I don't know it. what it was. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it is – you know, listen, we're focused on the draft first, and then we have a couple of days to decide on Josh Allen. I, can't, I mean, it's not like you can use the media to try to leverage a deal. It's, it's a set price for 11.5. That's the fifth-year option on where – he was selected and, and that is what he will get paid. It's, it's a no brainer right now for arguably your best defensive player. I do wonder if there is a little bit of the Trent bulky, let's blow up everything that has ever been here before I arrived. Let's get rid of, I mean, how many draft picks are left now? I mean, we just talked about Cam Robinson. We'll see what actually does take place there. But I, for one was surprised with the miles Jack deal. Brandon Linder retires, and, you know, there were reports that he was going to either try to trade him or, if not, cut him if that wasn't the case. There's only a couple of guys that have actually been selected by this football team, you know, when it was Dave Caldwell, who are still on this roster. And, you know, the most high-profile guy would have to be uh, defensively over there, Josh Allen. I, I hope that it's not an ego thing because Allen is one of your best players, and you need to keep him – on the roster, I, 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 you know, to those who want a defensive end, that is Allen's biggest defense. And I noticed today that some players came out with Sarah Walsh in from the NFL Network, and some guys said today pick Hutch. Some other guys came in today and said pick Trayvon Walker. I, I actually think it's kind of uh, uh, obscure that that they're asking players uh, who they would want to draft. I, I, I just don't understand it. But nonetheless. They were asked it, and they're saying a DE, and that's the big defense to Josh Allen. Give him an adequate guy on the other side of the football field, and then let's see what type of player he is when he has someone over there that can get to the QB. Yeah, I mean, he's 25, and, and he's had one season of double-digit sacks, and I, he led the team last year. How could you possibly let him walk? 
And 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 again, yeah. I don't think they will. I I mean, that is one where Shad Khan should be like, if it if the deadline's May second, if it's May first around four o'clock, I don't see how Shad Khan doesn't make a call and say, "What are we doing? You're picking up this mm-hmm. fifth year option. Give me a break." Again, he's been the perfect ambassador. He loves it here. I mean, what what is there not to like about Josh Allen other than the fact that he hasn't given you a 14-sack season? But guess what? He's never had a lead to play with, ever. I mean, how many times have the Jaguars had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter of a game since Josh Allen arrived? Never. And, and, never. 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 And, uh, you know, so and, and to your point, which is a great one, He's never had any sort of sidekick since his rookie year where he was the sidekick and did very well in that role. But since then, they've had nothing on the opposite end of him. I mean, I like DeJuan Smoot. I respect him. He gets everything out of his athletic ability. But he's not a game-changing pass rusher. And, and, and so, to me, it's, it's, it, was, it was very disappointing. And, again, it's just it continues a narrative that – this team doesn't reward its own. You know, I, I can give them a pass on letting DJ Chark test the market, uh, but, I mean, I mean, it is just – it's unbelievable the lack of retention that this franchise has had for its draft picks, the ones that have, have actually played well, uh, and it's for a variety of reasons, but they've got to stop. It's At some point, that trend has to stop. And I just don't know why you wouldn't pick up Josh Allen's fifth-year option, do it now, uh, and, and not string him along, and know that you have him under contract for two years, and really it becomes three, because even if he resisted an extension, you could franchise tag him in the sixth year uh, after the fifth-year option. Yep, there's no doubt those rules are in place to to do just that. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with, you know, I – at 33, I, you know, I, I was looking. The, the draft release came out uh, earlier today, and I was, you know, I was studying it, and I've noticed the last couple of years, whether it's been Dave Caldwell or whether last year it was Trent Baalke, Jacksonville trades more players for picks than I believe anyone in the National Football League. As far as I'm concerned, this is the year to finally do something they haven't done forever. That's move up. Take that 33rd pick, take a third-round pick, take whatever it takes and move up 10, 12 spots, get the best possible wide receiver that you can get in this year's draft class. That is the move that I would like to see. So tomorrow night, I expect the Jaguars to have the number one pick in the draft. I would also like them to have a pick somewhere around 20 through 22, 23 in that particular um, you know scenario. Yes, you're going to have to give up some some draft capital, but Jacksonville never gives up draft capital. This is the year that they should make that move. Yeah, it's a great point. And and I went in and looked into this uh, at last year's draft, and I was intrigued by a move that the Jets made with the Vikings. The Jets moved up from 23 to 14 in the first round last year. So that's nine spots, which is basically the the amount that, you know, we're curious to see if the Jaguars want to go. Uh it, this is a little bit more prime real estate because you're moving to 14. But I was curious, just what's the compensation? What did they give up to do this? Well, the Jets gave up two third-round picks. They gave up picks 66 and 86. Uh, and they got back a fourth. And again, all this aligns with the trade value chart that all these teams mm-hmm. say they don't pay attention to. Yet every time I look at what trade they make, 
it lines up with the value chart in terms of the points. Correct. So, um, and this one does as well, which is why they got back the fourth. Uh, so they gave up two thirds to move up from 23 to 14. So if you're looking to move up, I, I think 21 is a hot zone for the Jaguars with the Patriots. Uh, I could see the Patriots wanting to move out of 21. And uh, if the Jaguars choose to do that, if you look at the chart, they'll need about 220 points. Well, if they give up their second third-round pick, pick number 70 that they acquired from the Panthers, that's 240 points. So really, to make this deal happen, it's it's not as much as I thought it would be. I thought it was second-round pick uh, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you would even have to think about a first-rounder in next year's draft. But if you go off the chart, which, again, I think they will, even though they won't admit to it, I, I think you could give up just the 70th pick. New England, if you really wanted to be literal with the chart, would actually send the Jaguars back a six-round pick. But I don't know that the Jaguars would force that issue. They've already got four in that round. But for the argument, they would have now a fifth six-round pick uh, in, in return to even it out. But, Rick, if that's all it would cost to have, you know, instead of having four picks in the top 70 – to go 1, 21, 65, I'd like that. I, I would like it as well. Look at this over the last two years. Last year, Josh Oliver, seventh-round pick. They did trade for Malcolm Brown. They gave up a seventh-rounder. They got rid of Gardner, sixth-round pick. They made the C.J. Henderson trade with Dan Arnold. Um, that did produce uh, that second, third-round pick. In 2020, they moved A.J. Boye to Denver for a fourth-rounder. They moved Calais Campbell to Baltimore. For a fifth rounder, they moved Nick Foles to Chicago for a fourth round rounder. They they traded Unique Ngagwe, uh, Unique Ngagwe, Unique Ngagwe. Um, they traded uh, Ronnie Harrison for a fifth rounder. So you know, nine of their eight of their last nine transactions in and around the draft, they have given up a player at one time, arguably a a real quality player to get a later draft pick. This is the year, in my opinion, give up some picks, go on out and move up the board. Everything's happened this year, Hayes. Uh, I mean, you see it as well as I do. Maybe the two best wide receivers in the league were traded. More wide receivers are going to get traded on Thursday night. Four starting quarterbacks have already been moved. Eight of these teams don't have a first-round pick. It feels like the NBA. I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some some moving that is going to happen, and, and Jacksonville needs to get in the middle of that to get themselves a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and again, Rick, we talked about this uh, you know, last week. You've got 12 picks. As bad as the roster is, 12 draft picks are not making this roster. I mean, if you project the 53 prior to the draft, I think you can make a case that 10 might. But you're not going to have 12 make – so you might as well trade them. And, and I would – absolutely, I'd rather trade for assets that you get to see this fall than trade for assets in the 2023 draft uh, to just continue to you know, push that ammunition down the line. Uh, and, I, and I do think they need a receiver. I'm, I'm prepared to be disappointed in that because I have a feeling that they like their receivers better than, than most of us. But I would love to see – you know, go to 21 – and get one of these top five receivers, you know, go get a London mm-hmm. and an Alave, you know, is Jamison Williams. If people are uh, maybe a little bit more frightened of the knee than, than the national media is letting on. Cause they lead you to believe he's a very hot player right now. And we'll, there's no chance he'd be there at 21, but go get a guy like that. And uh, 
and let's let's get get some explosive explosive explosion pardon me uh going with this passing game more than what we have right now yep let's hope that's the case but uh you know the way you just worded it i i kind of got a sneaky suspicion that that's going to happen as well even if they were to trade up Maybe they get Trevor Linderbaum at center, or maybe they get, you know, a linebacker. I, I, I looked at a mock draft earlier this morning, and I was, I was nauseous. It was Trayvon Walker, then it was a <laughs> linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, I think it was Quan Walker in, in the second, you know, 33rd pick overall. And I'm like, you've you got to be kidding me. Defense, defense, where all I want is, is offense right now. But that's what makes this thing so interesting, and uh, we look forward to being there. Uh, coming up on Thursday. All right, hey, let's thank our sponsors. We get uh, ready to say goodbye. Uh, why don't we do that? Yeah, I appreciate John Spicklemeyer. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency can help you with any of your car insurance needs. Four seven one seven one five five. John saved me a lot of money. And again, you could be paying for stuff in your current policy that you really don't need if you haven't looked at it in several years. You know, your life changes and uh, and things like that. So, you know, just give John a call. Let him look at the policy. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. Either he says, yeah, I can save you some money, or he says, nope, you're you're in good shape. But give John a call, 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. All right, we thank him as always. Hey, it's Caroline with you each and every day from – Three until six. My name is Rick Ballou. I come on at six and take it out until eight o'clock at night. For all of the comments, what are, is the best way for the listeners to get a hold of you? Yeah, please reach out at Hayes Carlion, H A Y S C A R L Y O N. And you can get me as well on Twitter, Ballou1010XL. The next 48 hours are going to be very exciting, no doubt about it. Uh, be fun to be down there at the stadium. Hopefully we'll see you down there as well. Travel safe and make sure you send us all of our or all of your comments. Hayes, have a good one. I'll see you out there in the day. Sounds great, Rick. Thanks. There you go. This is another edition of Death, Taxes, and Duval.